Hey everybody and welcome back to this week's edition of the Steam Machine Podcast. My name is Dalton and joining me this week, I have friends again. I have friends. Go ahead and That's kind of a stretch, but you have a couple people here with you. We can be your friends. We're the Benevolent Society of Quakers. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cut it there. Boom. Good episode. Good episode, guys. <laughs> oh man, how are you guys doing this week? Good, bud. How are you? I know you had a fun one last week. Got to listen to some of that episode today, and it actually sounds really good. I like what you do with the music in the background of it. So, I uh, I just wanted to try to make it more interesting. I guess I just have something in the background to kind of fill in where I'm having those like moments where I'm thinking, but yet yeah. uh, truncate silence decides to not take it out. <laughs> so. Have you ever missed the background music? If I say something dumb as shit, just replace it with a talk box solo. <laughs> Dude, I have a talk box. I have one of those. It's in my other room, but I totally have one of those. Um, it makes your throat feel really weird after using it for a while. Oh, I bet. Yeah, for sure. Speaking of uh, music in the background, even though it's not in the background, I released a new album. Um, it's the last one of the year, I promise. <laughs> I know... Uh, uh, I don't know how I'm gonna do release schedule next year, but like the other day, I was just like, "Man, I'm gonna I'm gonna fuck around and make some music," and then I ended up just making an album worth with all the just fucking around with the uh, samples and stuff. But um, yeah, it's up. It's called uh, Moon Path to Somewhere. Uh, by Nile the Nightmare. By Nile the Nightmare, yes, on Bandcamp. Nile the Nightmare dot Bandcamp dot com. Um, I got the name from like there's a mod for Skyrim called Moon Path to Elsewhere. You nerd. <laughs> Should have known. And I almost named it because because elsewhere in the you know in the Elder Scrolls it's like E L S Y uh, Y W Y R or something like that. I almost just named it Moonpath to Elsewhere, like how we would normally spell else like elsewhere. But I thought, yeah, that's that's creeping a little too close, so I did Moonpath to somewhere. But uh, I'm really proud of it. Everything about it's a little off, like me. Um, but. I, I listened to it from beginning to end multiple times after I had done uh, completed all the songs and then arranged them in the order I wanted. And it's probably one of the better flowing albums I've ever made um, as far as stylistic. Like I didn't jump around in a bunch of styles in this one. There's a few changes here and there. But yeah, uh, if you're interested, go check it out. It's eight dollars. That's not much. It's 17 songs, eight bucks. So yeah. yeah, definitely excited to listen to that one. I haven't had the opportunity yet, but definitely looking forward to checking that out yeah, and i always look forward to hearing hearing feedback from from everybody so yeah just uh other than that this but week yeah everybody welcome to this week's episode of the steam machine podcast this is your permanent guest host nate with me as always are the hosts me dalton hey hey i'm your co-host willie we skipped and, that part, so I thought I'd throw it in. Thank you. Yes, I, I, I felt I felt naked, but I didn't know how to revert back over to do that. Um, <laughs> you felt naked, but you couldn't quite put on pants, so you're just tying a tie over your neck and hoping you can make it go down far enough. <laughs> uh, so I've I've been playing a bit of a a game called Nexamon this week, and Nate, you've also been playing Pokemon, All right? So I'm actually curious first to hear about um, how Shining Pearl is going. So I like Shining Pearl a lot, but the problem with it, in my opinion, is it is super freaking easy. Like, I've encountered, like, zero problems that my Crobat can't solve at this point. So I'm just kind of, like, running through the game. But the cool thing about it is I finally decided to go into that section that they added in for this remake version of it called the um, Grand Underground, 
which is a really cool section where you get to run around underneath the ground and find a bunch of Pokemon living in little caves down there and stuff. So it adds a few Pokemon that you couldn't normally catch. Like now I have a Houndoom in my party, which is awesome. But it's just like, overall, I think the game's a little bit too easy. And I think that's just, I don't know if that's how the originals work. Because unfortunately, I didn't play that um, generation of Pokemon games. But yeah, it's really, really easy. Um. Is the underground section kind of akin to the big open world area in Sword and Shield? It's it's a little bit like that, yeah. Like instead of like going to a certain area on the map, though, you just use this item that takes you like underground. But then there are sections where you can walk into different environments of it. It's not like all just one big giant op- open underground where you see all the monsters. But there's like different sections. Like this is like a cave full of swamp type monsters. This is like a sunny day type cave. This is a spacious cavern all kind of weird stuff like that in my experience like the pokemon very variety still isn't great down there either i think i was spoiled by shield because of all the pokemon in it this one feels a little bit like less populated as far as different types of pokemon yeah because i want to say that like back when the day like i know that's a remake of the older games and like those back in the day would have like their generation and then once you beat it you would access like an area that had some of the other generations Pokemon, you know, but okay. Well, I've, I've been debating on, you know, checking it out. Um, I'm sure, I'm sure I could find a way to emulate it if I really want to check it out, but I, uh, I'd rather like, that's, I've always liked playing the Pokemon games on like the switch and stuff. So I might look into that, but I, I might, you know, get the other version. Um, so we could trade, although, uh, you've been setting up trades and stuff with, yeah, we haven't actually done any yet, but I'm looking forward to doing some because I know his version has one of my favorite Pokemon of that generation, which is Murkrow, which evolves into Honchkrow, which is a really cool Pokemon I enjoy. So hopefully we can set up one of those traits soon. Oh, yeah. And then uh, I've been fucking around with a game called Nexomon Extinction, which is like a PC version. It's a, you know, it's a monster catcher like Pokemon. And uh, dude, it's awesome. Uh, I sent you guys some screenshots of it. And our Discord. It's very charming. Very, I like the art style a lot. Like you seem like you're having a lot of fun. The mon- I, I think these kind of games live and die by the monster design, and a lot of the ones you showed us have been really cute. Yeah, yeah that like, little mummy. I love it. <laughs> yeah, Moo. Yes. Uh, he is now a Discord emote. You should come join our Discord. Bit.ly slash TSMP Discord, all capital letters. Him and I don't remember his actual name, but I named the little elephant guy Doofer. And that's what his emote name is, is Doofer, because I don't remember <laughs> that fucking thing's name. But I had to add them. They're fucking adorable. Um, the game's also really funny. Like, legitimately, there's been a few times I've laughed out loud. And I don't remember that ever happening when I played Pokemon. No offense to it. But uh, definitely got some fucking humor to it. And, sir, if you are looking for something with some difficulty to it, do I have the game for you? Because this <laughs> game, there's been... Last night when we were all talking and I like, I was sending the screenshots and stuff. I was in this one particular area. Uh, I had gotten to, it's like the haunted forest and everything's purple and dark looking. And I fucking love it for one, but in the town, there's an area right next to like where you would heal. And it's not the nurse joy bot. Like I said, it's just this dude by a medic tent, but, uh, there's grass with Nexomon. So you can go and fight. I would literally like go do one fight and then have to run back and heal go do one fight have to run back and heal luckily it's not that long of a run but dude you get hit fucking hard you also hit hard but it's got some good challenge to it and i'm really enjoying it 
Yeah, I was curious about the combat in that game. Is it Pokemon-like, whereas there's different types that are super effective, yes. not effective? Okay. Yeah, and you have your stamina bar instead of your PP. Um, the catch mechanic is cool because it's like um, your how you've damaged its health affects it, uh, and then um, status effect, uh, whether you want to feed it or not. It, there's all kinds of stuff that will affect uh, the percentage of your catch rate with your Nexo Trap, which is a triangle. Yeah, it's, it's a blast. And then once you beat the game, there's like a custom mode where I think you can run Nuzlocke and uh, things like that, too. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I think one of the cool things about a game like that is with Pokemon, you're inundated and you get to know all the Pokemon and it's kind of hard to grow your attachments to it. I feel like on a game like that where you have no like real knowledge of what the Nexamon are going to look like and what their abilities are. I feel like it'd be a lot easier to get attached to that kind of thing because it's like your first time seeing it. Like everybody goes into Pokemon like, yeah, I got to get a Pikachu. Or yeah. for me, it's like, I got to get a Crobat. And <laughs> kind of just go by that way. And I'm not used to their names either. So like I, I wasn't turned off by giving them nicknames. Whereas like in Pokemon, it's like, man, I don't want to give that thing a nickname because I'm going to call it Carl and it's going to go Pika. And it's like... <laughs> Motherfuckers, your name is Carl. <laughs> but but it would be weird if he was just like Carl. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so like naming him like Doofer, and then I got a dog next to him on and named it Derp Derp because it looks like a fucking Derp Derp. Um, and D names. Yeah, yeah, a lot of D names. Uh, there was there was one I got. Uh, oh, my mummy Moo. I named him George because you were like oh he's so queen i just want to hug him and squeeze him and i was like i will name him george <laughs> uh so yeah it's just man speaking of um monster catching games though y'all that monster rancher 2 remake apparently came out recently well, it's it's coming out this month this coming month. out this month y'all i might have to pre-order that dude i've been i've been debating I might it have hard checked the price on it but i think oh it's 29.99 it's not bad. That, that's for, and it's, that, it's yeah, one and two bundled together. I'm really interested in two though. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I don't care about two. Two was the one I had. <laughs> I'm really, I'm really curious. Hey, dude, that's the one I played back in the day. No, no qualms from me, gentlemen. Um, I'm curious about this music database that they have curated. Like, what am I going to be able to find in this? Like, because I used to love going yeah, through all the be able CDs. To search it for Beastie Boys or whatever, and then it's like, yeah, here's a, you know, here's License Ill. You want to see what monster it gives you? Because that that's basically awesome. what I've read. Yeah. I do worry that it takes some of the fun out of it because half the fun was grabbing a CD, throwing it in there, and just crossing your fingers that it read something cool on it. Yeah, but if the collection it has is big enough, then you'd still be browsing it all day. Like, I wonder what Share has for me. Because <laughs> there became a point where you were like borrowing mom and dad CDs and you oh, know, man. like stuff you would never have thought of. My dad's a big music head, so we have hundreds of CDs. And you had so many melon swayzos. <laughs> me and my buddy Emmett, man, I was just talking to my mom about this the other day, explaining that this game was coming out. I was like, do you not remember me and Emmett going through every goddamn CD in this house? And she's like, no. And I was like, really? Because we had stacks on stacks of them in the living room and you and dad were hella annoyed. <laughs> 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 but yeah, I really look forward to that, man. I, I loved Monster Rancher. Even if it doesn't hold up, I'm still going to love it because that's going to be just like a big nostalgia shot in the arm. Like, oh, God, give it to me. <laughs> um, I'd like to get through it, too, because I never really finished. That's that what game, I'm saying. You know? I no, never beat never it. Never even close. My monsters always died. I got like B type demons or whatever at the best. I never even unlocked the Phoenix. I did try to emulate it several years later. And the moment I unlocked Phoenix, the game crashed. Oh, 
It was the most heartbreaking thing ever, and this is why I'm still mad at PlayStation emulation to this day. It's gotten better if that was years ago. Oh, I'm sure. It was, <laughs> yeah. It was a very long time. Um, I, got, I don't know if I mentioned this last week, but I got gifted two games recently. Um, my buddy Mike gave me Dark Souls. And nice. uh, let me tell you, that game is just as hard as everybody tells you it is. It's fun. Dark though. Souls. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, it's just, that's all. It's, it's fun, though. I was like, Dark Souls is a game that I've always been extremely curious about. Like, never really had the opportunity to play. And it's just one that I think that I'm going to have an extreme relationship with one way or the other. I'm either going to absolutely adore it or I'm going to want to kill everybody who developed that game. (laughs) Um, I don't think it's an either or thing. I think both is very likely. (laughs) Because, you know, I don't mind difficult games. I don't shy away from it. Like, Hollow Knight, obviously, being notoriously difficult is one of my favorite games. But... That was going to you know. be my comparison. I was going to say, as much as you like Hollow Knight, I think that you would probably dig Dark Souls. Um, it is incredibly frustrating, but so satisfying when you figure it out and you're like, okay, so maybe you die trying to go through this part 20 times, but on the 21st try, they don't fucking touch you. And you're like, eat a dick. Yeah. And you just, you just, yes, you just feel good. So it's uh, a... Yeah, to me, it's almost like, what if the Legend of Zelda games were Punch-Out and you had to learn how to beat every single one of them and they whipped your ass over and over until you did, but it's for every tiny monster. <laughs> like, f- for instance, um, I went up in this one area and I'm just like running across this bridge area thing and this giant fucking Ifrit-looking demon just jumps down from this pillar and I'm like, oh, I just have to fight this thing now. Okay, so I rolled out of the way and I swing my sword at it and I hit it and it does the tiniest bit of damage and this thing swings its big ass hammer and just knocks me off the side of the fucking castle. And I was like, all right, well. <laughs> you die. Yeah, you are dead. Important for my mental image. FF7 Ifrit or FF8 Ifrit? Eight. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Not not the weird green, no. I fucking hate Final thank Fantasy Seven Ifrit so me much. Me too. Oh God! They took if eight eight Ifrit is perfect, and then like ten Ifrit was also very good. Um, but Jesus, Final Fantasy VII Ifrit can eat the biggest bag of dicks. Like, <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot you can say about Final Fantasy VIII, but I cannot deny that those Final Fantasy VIII summon animations are nasty. Yeah. The Diabolos killed me back in the that, day. Doom Train, like there was so much cool. There's stuff. There's a reason that in uh, Final Fantasy fourteen in the boss fight when you have to fight Diablos, that he looks like the Diablos from eight. Like, and he does that fucking thing where he reaches his hand up in that big ball and then brings it down. Like, it's yes. just so fucking cool. Um. So, and then the other game I want to bring up, and I want to thank him for as well. Thank you, Mike, for Dark Souls. Um, we got gifted a game for the list from Ariza Adam. And I should say it's really three games because he gifted us the Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney trilogy. Nice. A shit. So, and and that one's one that uh, it's not multiplayer or anything like that. So whenever we pull it, um, we can just access it from the library and stuff like that. So everybody can kind of get a get a taste of it if you want nate i know sometimes you'd rather just buy it but you know the offer is always there for you to just peruse the library um but they i played the first uh the first case of the first game a little bit earlier today Mm. and uh it's dude it cracked me up it's pretty funny i and i've heard the writing is very i've heard it from tyler uh from tadbog shout out tadbog tyler and they play all games uh 
you know, I've heard him talk about it over the years that those games are just fantastic. So I'm excited to actually try them. And I think uh, Adam said that they're some of his favorite games as well. They're really charming. They have excellent music. Um, I've actually only played through the first one, the uh, Game Boy, or the DS version of it. So, like, looking forward to this. Objection! Wait, that was a Mortal Kombat thing. That was supposed to be corner. I mean, Phoenix Earth has been in fighting games, so it's not too far off. That's true, that's true. Fucking objection! Yeah, I'm all about that. Not guilty, Alan. Mortal case files. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. <laughs> oh man. Um, the only other thing I had noted is this week I was playing Skyrim, and you know how? So I don't know how I could really emulate it uh, through speaking, but I'm going to do it to you guys really quickly on the camera, and then I can try to explain what I just did. So you know how somebody will like do this while they're like. Or like it's almost like they're out of camera view, and then they just pop up out of nowhere. Okay, yeah. so I'm standing in White Run, getting ready to leave White Run in Skyrim, and I'm at the point where if someone opens the door and spawns in, they're going to spawn in right in front of me, and I did not realize this. And I have it pulled up, and I'm like doing something, and I'm looking at some stuff, and all of a sudden, it just looks like this woman just goes from crouching to like stand or leaning over to just standing up, and she's like. Oh, did you come here to talk to an old woman? Do your good deed for the day. And I was, I was went, where the fuck did you come from? Because I have my headphones. Oh, she scared the shit out of me, dude. Oh my god. <laughs> I, I you shit got jump scared in Skyrim, my dude. By an old lady. <laughs> by an old lady. Of all the things, I've been jump scared by Draugr. I've been jump scared by fucking bears, but never an old lady. <laughs> got it. It just it scared the shit out of me. Um, so, gentlemen, this week... Well, first and foremost, is there anything else that you'd like to bring up in our pregame chat? No, I feel good. <laughs> okay, just just checking. Yeah, I feel like we've I, covered I wanna, uh, quite a range of topics in a short time. I didn't want to cut anybody off, you know. But uh, this week, we dove into Quack. Yes. And uh, first and foremost, I'm going to bring this up right at the beginning... Uh, who would have thought that uh, we're playing a game so old and as we're going to play it the week before, so it gets a fucking update and yeah. updates the, the visuals, a new fucking mode. It, it's insane. Like, like I feel like this is not like the first time this has happened to us. Like, we thought we were going to play Phasmophobia for our week and bam, new, big, huge, and major update. But who would have thought they'd do it for Quake, a game this old? Yeah, insane. Um, they added a new multiplayer mode called Horde Mode, which I'm sure we're going to discuss. It was actually pretty yeah. interesting. But before we get there, it's everyone's favorite segment, the O-Dubs, the obligatory Wikipedia bullshit. Ladies and gentlemen, Quake is a first-person shooter game that was developed by id Software and published by GT Interactive in 1996. To give you some perspective on the update that happened in 2021. This game came out in 1996. <laughs> uh, it's the first game in the Quake series. Uh, in the game, player must find their way through various maze-like medieval environments while battling a variety of monsters using an array of weaponry. Uh, the overall atmosphere is dark and gritty, with many stone textures and a rusty, capitalized font. <laughs> I just love that it's like dark and gritty with a rusty capitalized font. That's a key. It's capitalized. If it was all lowercase, wouldn't matter. <laughs> uh, 
Quake also takes heavy inspiration from gothic fiction and the works of H.P. Lovecraft, which I guess I I get that. Um, the successor to Doom, Quake built upon the technology and the gameplay of its predecessor, but unlike the Doom engine before it, the Quake engine offered full real-time 3D rendering and had early support for 3D acceleration through OpenGL. Uh, one other thing is Quake's also featured music composed by Trent Reznor and his band Nine Inch Nails. Fun fact, on the there's a weapon in the game, it's a nail gun, and the ammo boxes have the Nine Inch Nails logo on them. That's awesome. I did not notice that while we were playing. I should have looked harder. You guys even told me that while we were playing. Oh, yeah, that's man. one of my favorite bits of trivia about that game, is just how deeply embedded Trent Reznor in Nine Inch Nails is with that game. Yeah, it's kind of amazing. Like, even the sound effects and stuff he worked on, and, like, that sound when you jump, that's him. Um, oh, this would be a good thing. Willie, you probably know more about this than uh, I do. Um, despite receiving critical acclaim, Quake's development was controversial in the history of id Software. Due to creative differences and a lack of leadership, the majority of the team left the company after the game's release, including co-founder John Romero. Yeah, they basically split off into several different smaller companies at that point in a way. Like, Romero took his people to make uh, to a company I think was called Ion Storm to make Daikatana, which was his next big project. And um, John Carmack, I think, stayed at it and was working on the software for uh, the next engine for Quake 2, which didn't have basically, like, like the creative people in both in the previous id groups got kind of split among both companies i gotcha because it was not a it was not a happy split that game had a quake had a really really difficult development like they they didn't know what kind of game it was actually going to be until fairly close to the release date Ooh, that seems like that would cause some issues yeah that's like interesting what other kind of game would it have been other than a doom like shooter uh, they was originally going to have a lot more RPG-type elements, but they still wanted it to be a fast-paced, violent, and brutal game. But they couldn't really get, like, the gameplay of it working in the way they originally decided. So, like, John Romero is basically described as, so we just put Doom in, Doom weapons in the game. Which I don't think is exactly fair, but it's... I can see what their original vision was going to be a little bit more. Because you can see there's a lot more medieval mm-hmm. fantasy and um, mild sci-fi and then, like, eldritch gothic horror elements all put in there. And it's pretty clear that like, they had a very complicated vision, and I think it works together as an aesthetic, but it is clearly confused. Yeah, I can get that. Um, let's see. I'm just seeing if there's anything else worth reading off here real quick before I close the uh, Wikipedia page. Uh, yeah, the remastered version was developed by Night Dive Studios and published by Bethesda, mm. uh, which, you know, Bethesda now owns id Software. For if there's anybody out there living under a rock and didn't know that. Uh, and was released for Microsoft Windows, Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One in August of 2021, uh, which included the original game's extended content and two episodes developed by Machine Games. So, like, they updated it, put in new content, and then before we were recording this, like we said, they got another update where they added this mode called Horde Mode, which that's not that's not even on the wiki yet. That's how new that shit is. <laughs> that's crazy. Night Dive did a fantastic job with this port, though, I feel like. Like, they've they've done some slight upgrades to the graphics, but they don't look like, well, we've taken this 1995 game and updated it for 2020. It's just, like, things are a little smoother, but they're still in the original art style. It still has that same feeling of Quake that it had back You hear in the that, day. Rockstar? Sorry, continue. It, it honestly feels yeah, right. like what my child's mind remembers Quake looking like. What I see in the game yeah. now 
is what I think of when I think of Quake. Like, they didn't do anything drastic or change it. Like, that's just kind of how, as a kid, I remember the game looking. I'm sure it's upgraded and looks better now, but that's what it looked like to me then. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think they did a really good job. I See, I was always an Unreal Tournament kid, so I didn't really ever play Quake because I had consoles. So, like, I don't even remember a Quake game coming out. Well, obviously it did, um, but I never played them really, uh, but... I've always liked this style of game, and I think that going back to these originals, like when we played Doom 2 and now Quake, it's like I could see why these games have stood the test of time, like why people still play them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a buddy of mine post the other day, uh, he was like, loaded up Quake 3 Arena and played that long enough to tell you that it doesn't hold up. And I was like, oh man, we're, we're playing Quake 1 and it's fucking great. Really? <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, what? Is there that big of a difference between the two? I don't, I don't know. Quake 3, I could see Quake 3 Arena would be difficult because um, if you're getting that game together with people that have been playing it this whole... It's a multiplayer-only game. There wasn't a single-player campaign in Quake 3 Arena. It was strictly multiplayer-focused. And the multiplayer in it involves a lot of tricky movement techniques and pathing and stuff. So, like, I have a feeling that if you're just running up against people that have been playing it continuously since then, they're just going to shadrack you for reasons you won't even understand. That makes sense. That makes sense. It's like when you hop into a fighting game that's pretty niche... Or something like that, yeah. and they're fans that really fucking love it. It's like I would never try yeah. to play King of King of Fighters online. No thanks. <laughs> yeah. No, I played it with you guys. That was fun. Playing Quake with you guys was a lot of fun. But if I tried to jump onto a general purpose Quake One server Ooh. right now, I still I'm still pretty sure I would get completely messed up. Although I don't know if they have any kind of matchmaking. I didn't well, actually look into how that works. I don't think they had matchmaking. I think you just had to join somebody's public lobby. I think you're right. That, that I know sense. that uh, us three <clears throat> played some deathmatch stuff, and uh, I didn't win a single one. So. I think we played like four deathmatches. Yeah, we played four I think Willie won two, and I won two. Yeah. It was either that or you won three. Which was surprising, because yeah. I really thought you were just going to win all four easily. <laughs> now, you get on runs in this game, which is really awesome, because if you pick up the best weapons, you can kind of run people down before... Like, you're not really camping them, you're just running them down before they can fully reload. And also you get, like, they drop a backpack full of all their shit when they die. So it's like, thank you for dying with the Thunder Gun. I was going to say, it's a race to find the Thunder Gun. (laughs) Or Rocket Launcher's really good in multiplayer, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I feel like, in order, the Thunder Gun, the Rocket Launcher, the Super Nail Gun, and the Super Shotgun were the only weapons I could do anything with. for sure. Like, I... I had a couple times where I just really strafe like a genius and outmaneuver you with a single shotgun, but that, that's not what that weapon's yeah. made for. Yeah, because uh, deathmatch mode was really cool because there were several maps and we got to play like we said like four of them. The bad place was a really fun map that we got to do. Yeah, and I think we all just had a kind of a good time because like a I don't think any of us cared if we won really, so we were just going around shooting each other and having a good time. And B, it's just like the movement. Is feels really good for multiplayer. Yeah. Because one thing that I will say about Quake right off the bat is the movement in this game feels so much more crisp than like Doom did. One hundred percent sure. Yeah. It's not slidey like Doom. It's not slidey, yeah. and I feel like you have more control. Like I know because like Doom, I think there are ways that you can control the v- the vertical axis, but I actually didn't think I would. But I really enjoyed actually having that much control over the vertical axis in Quake. You have a ton of direct control over vertical movement in Quake. Like, the the Quake movement 
code in some form exists in so many games that like when the quake engine got purchased and used in gold source they didn't change very much of that that's why portal probably felt kind of familiar because it's still running quake oh. bits if you play tf if you play team torquers 2 and you play as the soldier you're rocket jumping pretty much the same way you are as the guy i was gonna say quake. isn't like the unreal engine is just built off of the quake engine isn't it pretty much I think Unreal Unreal is a competitor engine. Oh, okay. But so, uh, Source, which is what Valve used from all, pretty much all their games, is based nice. on Quake Engine. It deck. Yeah, and also the jumping control was so welcome in it. Yeah. I cannot get over how much like how good the in-air control when you're jumping feels. And we weren't doing advanced like strafe jump bunny hop stuff. We were just talking about just being able to jump and kind of wiggle a little bit just enough to feel like I mean. It's like the difference between playing Castlevania 1 and playing Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will say that, like, I did not... I do not like auto sprint being on. I don't know why. Um, it's like it's too fast-paced for my brain. But if I have it turned off and I hold shift, it's like as long as I'm holding shift that I can control it when I'm running fast, it didn't bother me. But, like, just playing where I was running around all the time, running super fast, was giving me a headache. The same thing it did with me in Doom, and I don't know why that is. I mean, it's probably psychological, but I mean, if if just non-auto run and always holding shift was working for you, then stay with yeah. it. I feel like my arm would get sore after a minute, but that's how a lot of people did oh, it I old mean, school. Like, I'm so there wasn't an auto run button in Wolfenstein 3D. I'm so used to playing uh, like MMOs and stuff that like my hands being on the WASD with my pinky just relaxing on the shift button is just so second nature to me that it, yeah, it didn't bother me at all to just bloop. Yeah. And I'm a big proponent yeah. of play games the way that feels good for you. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, fuck that guy in Twitch. I know you guys... <laughs> I know you guys are a lot more willing to play first-person games on the controller than I would expect a normal person would be, for instance. Oh, I absolutely didn't try that on this game. Like, there's, yeah. some, there's a big oh, difference between, like, like, this and Portal in that regard. I'm still surprised you could do that with Portal. Like, I'm—I know that they did have console releases and stuff, but I'm surprised that you got as much out of that game. I guess it doesn't require super precise shooting and all that, but there's some timing puzzles where it seems like it'd be awful tight. Yeah. I like it tight. Yeah. All right. Zing. <laughs> we like a tight Portal. <laughs> Man, I, never mind. I'm not even gonna actually know what I am gonna make that joke. Like, imagine if you could just like like blue Portal, orange Portal up here by your face. And then just, it would be great. Like, but but then you could do like this weird thing where like you put your dick in your mouth, and then you could just like jump, and then you could just spin between them, and a never ending (laughs) thing. And then that's a Ouroboros. Yeah, exactly. You're this this dude over here trying to create the sixty nine (laughs) paradox. Yes, bitch. There you go. That's my new band name, the sixty nine paradox. I would listen to that. Uh, man. Um, Unlike your current shitty music, <sighs> fuck that. <laughs> Zing. Oh, my heart. I'm just kidding. I can't wait to wait to listen to Moopath to elsewhere. Or, or nowhere, not elsewhere. I, I was listening. Oh, because it's, it's Moopath is somewhere. <laughs> wait, is it somewhere? I thought you said no, it was it's nowhere. Moopath is somewhere. It. It's all good. I'm just, I'm just picking on you yeah. anyway. Um, so, Horde Mode was something that I was looking forward to playing um, that, like we said, just recently, recently got added. Um, I do hope they flesh it out a little more, although I think we just played on an easy difficulty. We, we only played that one on easy, yeah. yeah. We, we played co-op on medium, so it wasn't as straightforward. But, but 
Oh Contact. no, that's okay. All good. Yeah, the horde mode was just like you know, it's what it sounds like. They just throw enemies at you in waves, and my thing was it didn't seem like it built. Like you know how sometimes like games that send waves at you kind of yeah. build up, where it's like the first waves maybe ten dudes, next one's like fifteen, mm-hmm. next one's like thirty. I think that's really cool. Um, quick sidebar: back on the PS3, I cannot remember the name of the game, but I think it was called like the Hunted something. It was uh, a shooter game that had dinosaurs in it, all right? Kind of like Turok, but different. But it had this mode where there was this big wall, almost like remember how you know how in zombies you have to like like they try to break in and you repair it in Call of Duty Zombies. It's kind of like that you repair it, but it would send waves of dinosaurs at this wall. So you were having to like go up to these windows and like shoot down raptors before they got to the wall, while also like telling your team to start shooting at this fucking t-rex that's slowly making its way over because you want to try to get that thing down before it busts down your wall it was really cool um but the hordes got bigger and bigger and bigger that sounds fun it kind of sounds that reminds me of like man versus machine in uh team fortress 2 i don't don't know what that is i've never heard of that was it's kind of a it's a it's a it's a mode in that it's kind of a little bit like it's just like six players against a computer team instead of against uh it's like a, a endless, well, not endless, but it kind of reminds me of a tower defense game. It's like as if you were playing tower defense in Team Fortress. Okay, that would nice. be up my alley. Actually, that would be fun. But so, I mean, with this, with this being new, I don't know if this is just something that they're like here have it, or if it's something that they they might update again. But I mean, either way, I can't complain. It's new content for an old ass game. Yeah, and I can't see the motivation really to support this in any crazy degree. I think they're just like, yeah. hey, have a bonus. This will be fun for y'all and just enjoy it. And I don't know, like you said, maybe if we played on a harder difficulty mode, the horde would get harder as we went on. Also felt like we yeah. might have, because I don't know that we had to go through those exits that we went through sometimes. I think we could have stuck around and maybe it would have gotten harder um, from there. Because I don't remember like ever necessarily completely clearing out an entire horde. I think we always went through one of those portals to leave. That's possible. So you think there might have been more challenges? Maybe. Yeah. But I also think if we go back to it, which I wouldn't mind doing because spoiler, fun game, um, yeah. <laughs> that we should try it on a tougher difficulty mode. Yeah, for sure. With that. I would say the biggest thing I would compare this to, to if we have any hardcore Doom people listening right now, if you've ever played Skull Tag Invasion mode, it's kind of like what this is like, except one thing Invasion does that I wish this did was in invasion usually the geometry of the level would change slightly between each wave so like another wall would fall and there'd be a new area you could go out and pick up new weaponry and it's the only time the geometry change was after a wave it would be like here's a silver key and you can go through the silver key and it's usually just a new pickup yeah, yeah. and like a slightly larger area it wasn't as dramatic as invasion yeah that but, would be cool for some of the levels changed. Would yeah. Totally change yeah yeah but then again quake level geometry is con- i don't even think changing much stuff is supposed to be built into the way the quake engine works because you don't really see like all the walls slide down in any quake level and then everything completely like i feel like it has completely different triggers and capabilities than doom does well there were points in quake i remember when we were playing on the um campaign mode where there was like an elevator that would go down and up yeah there were some really complicated elevators i like the one that went underwater now we we played what maybe the first half of the original campaign i think yes yes we didn't play any of the expansion campaigns we just played the original quake levels episodes one and two and i mean in uh dude i had a blast don't get me wrong um the boss was a little anticlimactic um 
the boss fights are quick or bad. <laughs> like, we fought one of the two bosses in the game, and the other one's pretty much... Yeah, I think that's the thing with those old puzzle. Boomer shooters. I don't remember... I honestly don't think Doom had really good bosses. Like, I don't think the Cyber Demon was no. a good boss. I don't think the Spider Mastermind was a good boss. And I definitely don't think the Icon of Sin was a good boss. I just don't think that they had a good plan for bosses no. back then. I think that that's the, the, when Doom did levels, Doom 2 did levels like Dead Simple that was like an arena fight instead of literally a boss fight. I think it did better than a, what a single individual boss monster could possibly do. Yeah. But just for like an experience of like hopping on with your buds and bullshitting while you're going through killing some fucking monsters. Oh, yeah. blast, dude. Absolutely fun. It was like got- stupid fun just being able to be like, oh no, I died, and it just spawns you back at the beginning of the level, and you got to catch up again. It was just always <laughs> funny, like watching me die, then start heading back, and then like Dalton's like right behind me. <laughs> yeah, like uh, well, yeah, I'll, I'll catch up. <laughs> or it's like, man, I need the gold key. It's like, well, I just found the gold key. Well, where the fuck are you? That's a good question. <laughs> it's like, well. Especially that one episode two level where there was a, a two-sided bridge that rotated around four doors and it was really confusing because we were like, I think I moved the bridge, guys. Oh, yeah, the bridge moved. That was when I think Nate fell and he's like, oh, hey, there's elevators and he just popped yeah, back. you were trying to rocket jump and stuff. <laughs> hey, it worked one time. I was going to say, yeah, apparently that worked. I was already like, I had already fucked off and I was ahead, but I remember you guys being like, I wonder if I can rocket jump there. Oh, it worked. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. But it, it didn't work most of the time because I get too excited and overcorrect to one side or the other. I uh, I mean, I personally don't know how, how much we can really dive into Quake. It's like, it's fucking awesome. It's hard hitting. It's a good shooter. Uh, is there any specifics about it like that either of you have? Because I don't really have any specifics. I just kind of have wanted... one question for you fellas. Yeah, please. Okay, I'm going to send this picture in our Discord chat. Does this monster have fur, or is this just skin? This is the Shambler, by the way, for everybody at home. Um, it looks like it's just skin. That is the correct answer, in I've, my opinion. I've personally always parsed it as really clammy skin that's kind of the texture of uncooked supermarket chicken. Yeah, but there's apparently an ongoing debate on the internet whether it has white fur, kind of like a polar bear, or if it's just fleshy grossness. And what? the three of us all agree. It's just fleshy no, grossness. Good. It is obviously fleshy grossness. It reminds me of um, in Final Fantasy VIII, that boss that you fight in the train. The, uh, oh God. Oh, the zombie president, Yeah, the zombie right? president thing. Yeah, it reminds me. It could be like the little brother to that thing. The Gorbaroth <laughs> or whatever it yeah. was. This guy, I mean, the behind the scenes too is that this guy was pulled from Sandy Peterson, who was one of the designers on the Call of Cthulhu RPG, and basically just nicked a Call of Cthulhu monster for this game. Nice. Yeah, I love the Shambler. I think it's a really good monster design. Like, as far as monsters in this game go, I really like the Shambler and the Fiend. The Fiend is a really cool monster. Yeah. It's like, it looks kind of like the Shambler, but it's all physical attacks and it's super fast. And playing modern games, you know what it kind of reminds me of movement-wise? Like the Imps in Doom 2016. Yeah, I would say it's a really, really suitable replacement for the Pinky Demon from Doom, because instead of being slow and distracting, it's like right up in your... It's like it's like if the 2016 Imp and the original Lost Soul and the original Demon all had a horrible job. <laughs> and it hits hard. It packs a punch. 
Yeah, it, it just starts eviscerating you with those little spiky little claw, one one claw arm and it has. Do you, do you guys think that, so say this does well, you know, since this has come out in August, say like the more people start playing Quake again and things like that, do you think that Quake will ever get the reboot like Doom did? I think that's got to be a possible option, but I think Quake has seen a couple failed reboots already. Like, Quake 4 passed without anyone noticing it. Quake Live was basically, they brought Quake 3 into a browser free-to-play window, and it ended up getting shut down. Quake Champions is kind of like an attempt to rebuild something that's almost... That's almost like, like modern know, 3 Quake Arena, Champions, isn't it? Yeah, it's like if they took 3 Arena and kind of tried to overwatch it up some, and I don't think it really fit either super well. Yeah, I remember uh, on the Epic Game Store, you can go and look, um, there was an Unreal Tournament reboot as well that apparently was abandoned. But you can still play it, but it's like it's no longer in development. And I was like, God damn it. <laughs> so what I'm saying is I think Quake could or Id could make a new Quake, but I think they'd need a consistent aesthetic. And they'd need to decide whether it wants to be Quake One or Quake Two or Quake Three, which are really different games. Yeah, I can definitely see that. And I just think that for nostalgia's sake, it lost the nostalgia war to Doom pretty hard. Yeah, I mean I'm and, I mean, there are still other properties. Like, I feel like Duke Nukem is overall a larger property than Quake. And I feel like if anyone wanted to build, bring an old FPS back, that would be the first one to come I, up. Dude, you know? I think Duke Nukem deserves it because of Duke Nukem Forever. Like, not that I... Duke Nukem Forever just plays in the well so goddamn bad. It's incredible. Yeah, I've heard that that game's just mediocre. And, like... People say that it's like it's not a terrible shooter, but the fact that it took so long and it's only as good as it is is the reason people are like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> let me let me put it this way to metalhead listeners out there: Duke Nukem Forever was the sane anger of the Duke Nukem <laughs> series, and if they come back and make a Death Magnetic, we'll be pretty happy with that. Fair enough. There are some songs on Sane Anger that I've like now. I used to have this... I don't know. I can't find them anymore. I don't know where the fuck I found them. I used to have these versions of St. Anger where somebody went in and re-recorded the yeah. drums and replaced Lars's shitty snare and they recorded it with like... And then they recorded uh, some more guitar and stuff and made it sound more full. And it was fucking fantastic. And I lost that on a phone 10 years ago. And I, I haven't heard them since, but... But, you know, I get yeah, I remember that. you see some of those remixes uploaded to YouTube where they would like try to tr- cut them into a more closer to a traditional song structure instead of the meandering weirdness. And I mean, there are some good hooks and moments on that record. But if it's like, I don't, I don't think that an 80 minute record should have about eight minutes of good stuff. Oh, no. Yeah. No argument from me. No argument from me. Um, so if you were to give this game a rating um, out of nail guns. How many thunder guns do you give it out of nail guns? I think I would give it uh I give it a solid nine. So you give it nine inches That's of nail exactly guns. Exactly what I was gonna say, baby. It's a solid <laughs> nine. I'm gonna say something controversial. I think it's more fun to play this version of Quake than it is to play Doom Two. Damn. I mean, we'd need to get Doom 2 cooperative and stuff working at some point so we can really Fair. comment on that. Because a lot of the fun we had with this was definitely being able to play co-op. Yeah. But I've really felt strongly. I'm going to give this nine and a half Elder yeah. Runes. I think the thing that set it above Doom 2 for me was just movement. The movement felt so much better to me in this game. I mean, I think that's fully reasonable. Personally, I love Doom's movement, but I agree that first-person shooters like live and die based on how good the movement feels, and this is one of the all-timers, yeah. and it set a lot of that up itself. 
Well, so yeah. there you go. A really high score from all three of us. Yay, yeah. Quake. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Quake. You definitely play it for sure if you never have. Or, you know, if you have before and you haven't played it in a while, go back to it. Let it tickle your butthole. It's great. Now, if we want to hear some controversial opinions, when we get to Quake 2, I think I might make some people upset because I really do not remember enjoying that on the same level as Quake 1 at all. And I felt like it lacked personality and spirit. Well, we'll see when Steamy decides we should play it. <laughs> Um, so just trying to make some, uh, boomer shooter heads mad while I'm here <laughs> before we get to announcing the next short game and doing, um, some, you know, round the community rap. Wow. Wow. Sorry, Pete. If you're listening, I used to listen to a final fantasy 14 thing and they called their, uh, house cleaning, the community roundup. And I about just ripped that off to not even thinking about it. Um, I have a list. I have a list gentlemen. And this is. Old FPS games that are better than you remember ranked according to Metacritic. Now, we're not going to go into details. Huh. We're just going to kind of talk about them based on what they are. They're, are they in a specific yes. order? Or? Yes, I'll give you the number, the name, and then the rating, the user rating on Metacritic. Okay, so the user rating, the critic yep. rating. Interesting. Number 16, Heretic, nah. Shadow of the Serpent Riders. Yes, Yes, okay. And Shadow of the Serpent Riders is the equivalent of Ultimate Doom. That's the expansion that has episodes 4 and 5. Okay. Um, 8.3 overall user score. So that's pretty fucking good. That honestly seems like a really good score for that game. Because I feel like when it came out, it got a lot of flack for not for being too much like Doom and not being too different. I, think I have trouble remembering which one was Heretic and which one was Hexen. Heretic was the one that uh, started you off on a dock level, and it was much more straightforwardly like Doom. Heretic had a lot more puzzle finding and switch hunting. Okay. So like Hex- Hexen also was the one that let you start off when picking a character class. Heretic just jumped you right in with that little rod with a jewel on the end and start shooting at the flying imps. Okay, gotcha. You've probably played Heretic and not okay. Hexen. Um, I don't have any experience with it, but I know it's on the list, so I look forward to checking that yeah. out at some yep. point. Uh, number Number 15, with an 85 user score. Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six, the first one. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's an important... It's, I mean, it's a game that did something different. Yeah, it was one of the uh, the first tactical first-person shooters in, like, the 3 d you know, realm. And and one, again, that prized realism in a way that wasn't really stupid, whereas a lot of games that try to be realistic just become annoying. <laughs> yeah. Number 14, a game that is on the list. I played it in my childhood, and I'm really looking forward to it when it comes up with a user score of 88. Return to Castle Wolfenstein. Nice. All right. Yeah. I am curious about those um, redone Wolfenstein games. I don't know that I ever played them, so it's one that I'm definitely interested in seeing what it's like. Yeah. I've heard that it's an up and down series too, so I'm looking forward to that. There's apparently a lot of lore and story and stuff too, so looking forward to seeing what BJ gets Good up to. Uh, the Return to Castle Wolfenstein. I think I played Return to Castle Wolfenstein on PS2. Might have been PS3. It's one of okay, it so was one the of the two. It was yeah. They uh, rebooted it with that, and then they rebooted it again. <laughs> wow. yeah, I would say was it like the new blood was like a re-reboot where it's an alternate timeline yep. where the Nazis actually won the World War, and now you're like a holdout yeah. cell. Yeah, those are okay. the, the newer, newer ones. Um, so there are four Wolfenstein versions, basically. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. There's the, the Apple games, and then there's Wolf 3D and Spear of Destiny, and then there's Return to Castle Wolfenstein, and then there's the latest yeah. series. That's a lot of Wolfenstein. <laughs> Good God. Uh, Wolfenstein. Thank you. So they should call it Wolfenstein 5D now. Uh, <laughs> number uh, number 13, with a user score of 88, 
Fear. F- first okay. encounter yep. assault recon. I never remember what that stands for. Yeah. I don't think I'm familiar with that series. So it's like a, a horror first person shooter. Um, like in the same vein as like Doom or. Uh, I think it's like a little slower paced and scarier. Um, but not it, not as slow paced and scary as Doom 3, I think. It's going to be a nice in I'll give you a little excerpt right here. It just says, as the protagonist, you uncover the secrets of an uncanny little girl. Hmm. So, okay. yeah. Interesting. Children are already scary. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. Uh, number 12, with a user rating of 89. And this is also on our list. And this is another one that's gonna, co-op is going to be a fucking blast on. Gentlemen, Left 4 Dead 2. Nice. Oh, I keep forgetting yeah, that's I've on the list. I've actually never that's played that. So I'm actually fun. looking forward to it. I think you will really like playing that game okay. with us. Like, even if you don't, even if you feel like you're doing terrible at it, I think you'll Who are we going to designate to carry the gnome? Oh, there's man. A, Whoever's good at the game size, you There's I an guess. achievement, uh, Nate, for there's like a gnome, a garden gnome that you find. And if you carry that thing with you through the entire game, there's like an achievement for at the end <laughs> where you've carried the gnome with you. Nice. Uh, I think it like takes. No, up yeah, you you can't shoot like if you're holding that. You cannot shoot. So oh, wow. like people have to defend you, or you have to like set it down, shoot, and then pick it back up. Keep running. Nuts. I think me, Laxby, and Blitz did uh, run to get the gnome out in the easiest difficulty. Ooh, Willie, number eleven with a user score of eight point nine. Quake two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I knew that was going to actually be up there. I mean, like I said, I think this. Is, I think my opinion on it's controversial. I think I'm one of the people that didn't like it as much as it is. Technologically, it's really interesting. I just wasn't as blown away about the setting of it. I and I, I don't know. It just it, it wasn't the same to me. I have to read this little excerpt. I apologize. I won't. You know, I'm not going to go into them from all of them. But this says, "Quake Two was merciless, bloody, and inventive in both level design and approach. Its fast-paced gameplay was easy to pick up and enjoy right out of the box. In fact, Quake Two is so iconic that recently it received a ray tracing upgrade to core engines graphics for NVIDIA RTX users to wow. sample. Wow. <laughs> I, like I would like to at least see some video of that, to be honest. I think... I mean, that was a hint of a time engine. I feel like my computer could handle ray tracing for Quake 2. Like, I know ray tracing on Cyberpunk makes it want to absolutely shit itself, but, like, I feel like it could handle Quake 2 ray tracing. Give it a shot. So, we'll check that out, yeah. <laughs> We all say shit like that, and then we install too many shaders, and our Minecraft doesn't work. And that's a game that looks like it came out in 1990s. That's fair. <laughs> Skyrim. I can run Skyrim with an EMB, but I try to run it with an EMB and reshade. 20 frames mm. a second. <laughs> Sounds uh, about right. Number 10 with a score of 89 is Duke Nukem 3D. Okay. Okay. That is, that, that is our list, uh, though, right? I believe so. I believe so. Uh, if I don't own it, I'm going to get it. Like Atomic play. Edition or one of them. Um, I have memories of that game. Like my dad's friend, Kevin Fitz, like had this catalog of VHS movies and he had a catalog of all his computer games. And I remember playing Duke Nukem 3d and man, that was a good time. They'd all be in the room playing music so I could hear them all playing guitar. And I'm sitting there playing Duke Nukem or watching starship troopers. Like it was good shit. That sounds fun. I feel like having a big crate of VHS movies is a prerequisite for enjoying Duke Nukem. It is definitely for that kind (laughs) of person. For sure. I mean that in a very positive way. <laughs> uh, number nine, with a score of 90, the first, Deus Ex. Okay. So Deus Ex, when we talked earlier about Half-Life having multiple solutions, to, that's all Deus Ex was. It was completely immersive and like anything you do, you can do 100 Yeah, I believe players. you can go through the entire Deus Ex game without killing anybody if you wanted to. Yeah, uh, who wants to do that? And- <laughs> 
I mean, not like just in the pacifist doom run type way where it's not intended. Like literally you can take like tranquilizers and non-lethal techniques and like completely play the game differently than other people. I would love to think that, oh, this debuted in 2000. Okay. So I don't know which one pulled from which, but, uh, Metal Gear had a lot of, Metal Gear Solid had a lot of that too, where you could go in and do the trank runs and stuff. Um, anyways, number eight with a score of 91, Star Wars Jedi Knight Dark Forces 2. Oh, Jedi Knight. Man, I don't even think it, that runs on computers right now, though, because that's a weird engine that hasn't got a proper source port. Uh, yeah, I think I've got the first Dark Forces, but I don't believe I've got the second one. The second Jedi Knight ran on a completely different engine. It was like it was more like a compete with Quake type engine with real 3D, whereas Dark Forces 1 was like straight up Doom engine equivalent. I got you. It, it, the screenshot I'm looking at looks cool. The enemy, like pig, this pig dude with a giant axe. Yeah, the, I love the dark, the dark forces enemies. They, that game, those games had some like the Kel dragons in the first game. They were really neat looking. Um, number number seven was a sc- user score of ninety two. Unreal Tournament. <laughs> there you go, Dalton. Yeah, yeah. There that. I feel like so, Quake Three Arena. Now that I think about it, what Quake Three Arena wanted to be was Unreal Tournament. And I'm not saying it didn't work, but it's definitely what it wanted. Uh, I've recently went back and played some uh, Unreal Tournament Three Black. Um, which mm. is the one that had like uh, I think it had like a fleshed out single player mode and stuff, and man, it, I I enjoy it. It might it might be nostalgia, but like the the con- you talk about the con- you really like the controls in Quake, and they're they're buttery smooth in Unreal Tournament as well. I feel like when we get Unreal Tournament, man, the three of us are just gonna have to go to that one space level and play Capture the Flag against a oh, monster. Yes, oh my sake. god, shock rifle. Yes, bitch. Um, number six with a score of 92, the first Medal of Honor. Hmm. Uh, okay. I, I get that. Uh, the first Medal of Honor that I ever played was um, Frontline, I think, on PS2, where like they drop you in on the beach in Normandy, and you got to fight your way up Normandy. It was intense. Uh, I mean, Medal of Honor is definitely one of those games that its massive success ended up pulling the genre in a direction I do not enjoy, but got to give it credit for historical importance at the minimum and i've heard it's actually a good game on its own it's just i tend to blame it for the call of dutyization of the game well uh there might be somebody in particular that you can blame for that uh you may be surprised to learn that medal of honor's plot was created by film director and producer steven spielberg i don't find that surprising to be honest That gives them a weird list of video game credits because it's that and Boom Blocks for the Wii, which is a game where you just throw balls at statues like Jenga blocks. All right, gentlemen, we're in the top five. All right, we're in the top five. Number five. This has been a good list so far. I've been like all these games I've had thoughts on. Oh yeah, I I think you're gonna have some thoughts on these top five too. Uh, One that we really don't have to touch too much on. Number five with at a score of ninety six is Quake. Yep, I think we've got a whole episode dedicated to that somewhere in our catalog. Somewhere. Um, make some notes number four with a tied score at 96 uh, Half-Life 2 okay expected that to be higher than four not gonna lie um, but then we got number three I do not agree with this one so I'm going to insert one um, but I'm still gonna read it what it is but like fuck this game I have an insert for it right but number three tied with a score of 96 is GoldenEye 007 Okay, GoldenEye 007 is a game that's very of its that's, time. Yeah. yeah, it did not age like, well at all. And that- But in its... 
it, the problem is it's it's a it's a console game. So like at the time we were willing to put up with that frame rate and that kind of control scheme. It unless you use one of the mod and there's a really cool modernized pro, like I think it's a Project sixty four hack that lets you use WAST and mouse capture and it, it scales everything up to ten eighty p and sixty frames per second and it's very playable then. But then holy shit is the campaign way too easy. <laughs> Just now you can actually control things. Yeah, the hardest part imagine. is finding the damn controls in that game. Yeah. I yeah, want to start something out there, too. They were too, innovative. Though. Did either one of y'all ever play the um, 007 remake on the Wii? No. It no. sucked so hard. Oh, like, did it? And I don't know if that's sad. just my feelings towards, like, um, FPSs at the time. I remember it being badly received. I remember it being badly received. It was received. badly received. Okay, I did not yeah. enjoy it at all. It's one of the few games that I bought from GameStop, and then the next day took it back and got my money. <laughs> <laughs> oh man brutal you know that's when it's a bad game when you're like no fuck this i'm gonna go get <laughs> yeah because that was um, young dude i was like right out of college i was like i gotta take this wii game back <laughs> so i could be playing knack oh fucking knack <laughs> hey i think knack's gotten sequels like that game was apparently all right i think it's like the knack 2 knack 3 could i just threw it as an in joke for listeners of a certain youtube personality oh, okay okay um my number three, personally, Shut up, would be uh, Counter Strike Condition Zero. I don't even know what the score is, but uh, okay. I'm just, I would I would take that over Goldeneye any day. But that's just, that's just me. Are there no Counter Strikes? There on this are list? no Counter Strikes on this list. That is actually really wild. Okay, number two with a score of ninety-seven. It's a little game called Perfect Dark. Okay. Wow, well, both I mean, the rare and sixty-four strictly- shooters back to back on this list. It has to be because it's strictly better than Goldeneye. So if Goldeneye has that score, then it should be. No, I don't above. disagree with you, but, but I'm just like, wow, I can't believe they put both of them on this list, though. Oh yeah, you, you're saying you could have just had one. I think it's because they naively sorted by game critic score or Metacritic score instead of doing any editorializing yeah. on it. <laughs> That's true. You guys want to try to guess what number one is? Okay, the, what was the title of the list before we go any further? Uh, let me scroll back up real quick. The title of the list was I think it was like old FPS games that are better than you remember. Doom two, better than so like it can't it can't be Doom or Doom two because those games are well remembered to be fantastic. I'm sticking with Doom two. Do you think it's? I mean, it's probably the it's probably a good guess. Um, let me see what we haven't said. We have, Quake three hasn't shown up. Um, could be Unreal Tournament ninety nine, which no wait two thousand one. I think the original was ninety nine. Uh, you want a hint? He's thinking hard, listeners. Very hard. Raising the table so hard. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna be upset. It's it, Hexen's not gonna be on the list. It's not. No, it's Hexen. not Hexen. I'll give you that much. Um, it's not Hexen. Is it? We haven't had a Call of Duty game, have we? Is it Call of Duty? Okay, so your guess is Call of Duty. Yes. Okay, my guess and is your guess was Doom Two. Yep. How old was the original Call of Duty Modern Warfare? Because if that's more than 10 years old and that's on the list, that's specifically the one I'm going to uh, I want to say Modern Warfare is at least 10 years old. So okay. Modern yeah, Warfare. That's what I'm going to say. So the original Call. Yeah. Okay. So I'll give you a hint. You're both wrong. So I'm going to give you one more hint. All right. Okay. It's fucking Halo. Combat Evolved. With yeah. a 97. Okay. And I'm like, Halo! How is Halo on the list if it's better than remembered when Halo is better remembered than Doom at this point and Doom didn't make it on that list at all? I know! I'm, I'm actually just shocked that they rounded out the list with console games. Yes, yeah, that's also true. I, I will say that uh, Halo 1 
is now available on PC. Well, all the Halo games are now available on PC. Yeah. Because because of the uh, the Master Chief Collection, so you can apparently play the first Halo in 4K now and all of that. Are they disasters? Because I remember there being something wrong with the Master Chief Collection at one point. Uh, I want to say that they fixed anything that was wrong with it, if I remember right. I own okay. it. I should install that shit and check it out. <laughs> How many people can play co-op on that? I thought I remember it being two-player local back in the day, but if there was any way to do multi, like three or four-player co-op, that might be interesting. I want to say, like, maybe not the original Halo, but I know... But they might have added in a two or three or, three or four-player? That or the... Um, God, what was it? Halo Reach... Or Halo OD, ODST, oh, yeah. like one of those games you played as a squad. That's and right. It, it that's might right. be more. Okay. Um, I, I do know that like you can do deathmatch and stuff, which is obviously more than. But like, yeah. Or we could go to deathmatch and just all stand around Blood Gulch reenacting scenes from Red versus Blue. <laughs> <laughs> I love, dude. My favorite. I always just wanted to play Blood Gulch and do Capture the Flag and just let's just go, man. Warthog fight. Let's do it. Yeah. Drive full full speed. Hit each other. <laughs> <laughs> I think me and my friends tended to have more fun just like attaching sticky bombs to the warthog and seeing how high we could physics nice. them into the sky than we did actually playing deathmatch. There was this one particular spot up there where I'd always try to get up on this rock where nobody could see where you're at. And if you had the sniper rifle, buddy, whoo, some free points for you. Just camp up there and just take them out. I would always sweep that area with a pistol. I was ready for y'all. I knew <laughs> about you. Oh, you were about that life. <laughs> oh, yeah. The pistol was such a come to you. Okay, I have some I have some positive memories of Halo after yeah. all. Okay, you're actually unlocking the Halo feelings. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. All right. Well, I think I mean that's that's the list. So if you guys don't have anything else, then I think we should get into some house cleaning. Which uh, all right, be... I want to say something. <laughs> you oh, always yeah, okay. say house cleaning. Is it the proper term housekeeping? I think it is housekeeping, but like house cleaning just. It's just the way I've always said it. Okay, I like it. I'm into it. He's I just gonna, wanted to throw it out there. He's just tidy. He's like a little mouse in the front of his house sweeping off the front porch. With a exactly. He's just house, he's house cleaning. So man. I'm he's that cool. instead of like Peter. Like, housekeeping. Housekeeping. <laughs> oh. No. <laughs> you want me to join? I watch? No, I clean. Okay, I clean. God, that was, I watched that clip the other day. It popped up on uh, TikTok. It was funny. Um, but yeah, so the... The house cleaning is uh, the, if you'd like to join the Discord, come over and vote on the new games and stuff, which, by the way, <clears throat> uh, the, ne- the, next, oh, yeah. <laughs> the next short poll, uh, I'm gonna, I get to make a new one tonight, because the game that won, uh, I, wow, my mind blanked on the name real quick, uh, Midnight Mysteries 4 Haunted Houdini. Somehow that beat out King of Fighters. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how, but yeah. So that's going to be interesting. It's going to like a hidden object, point and click mystery game thing it's gonna be fun i hopefully we'll see um so that's two weeks from now and then next week next week is grim dawn ah grim dawn um but yeah if you want to join the discord and come over and vote on those or just join in our general shenanigans of chatting about games or anime or whatever you would like it is a bit.ly slash tsmp discord that is uh, all capital letters if you want to join the Patreon, which shout out to our wonderful Patreons with a special shout out to Nate's Cogsworth, the seventh of Juniper, Jeff, the original expendable Jeffy Lube and Arisa Adam. Shout out to his podcast, revival and extinction. Shout outs gang. Thank you for making yeah, this yeah. very much. And uh, they get a shout out by donating uh, $10 or more a month. Uh, we appreciate you guys very much. But if you want to just subscribe for just a dollar, 
you can and you will get your episodes uh, early and you get to hear our random little bullshit that we talk about before we uh, start the episode. Um, and that would be at patreon.com slash the steam machine podcast. Uh, and if you want a dope ass shirt, you want a dope shirt with our logo on it, hop over to uh, tsmpproductions.threadless.com. And I already plugged my music earlier, so I don't want to do that too much, but new new album, Moonpath to Somewhere, nilethenightmare.bandcamp.com. Go check it out. Uh, Nate, hit us with your uh, your plugs, my good sir. Yep, you can find me on Twitch, Twitter, and TikTok at TurtleBearMan, um, where I do my retro games. Have a blast doing it. Um, this week, I'll be playing some Donkey Kong Country 2. Diddy's Conquest. So if you want to catch that, come hang out with me on Friday. We'll be having a good old time. Fun fact, I have always called that game Diddy Kong's Quest, but it's Diddy's Conquest, right? Yep. There's a pun. Yeah. See, I never even I never even thought about the pun until like I heard somebody enunciate it on YouTube one time and I went, Oh <laughs> <laughs> And uh Willie, is there anything that you would like to plug, my good sir? I mean I haven't been on Twitch. I haven't been doing a lot of extracurricular stuff lately because I've been a little overwhelmed by a lot of things. But um, I don't know why I said things like that. All of a sudden, I got real sad. A lot of things, y'all. I ain't no thing with a chicken wing. Don't make me hungry. I just ate too much Taco Bell. Um, anyway, uh, but I don't know. I was thinking of doing some streaming. Uh, I did a like a private on, on Discord stream for a few people a while back. It was some uh, Pico 8 games, which is like a fantasy micro console that I've been interested in making games for recently. It's kind of like a, a new system or newer system, like from 2015. That's kind of like an old Commodore 64 or Apple II computer or TRS-80, that kind of mm-hmm. thing. And you know, it's got very high limitations or very low limitations. It keeps you simple in what you do. But people have done some amazing stuff with it. So I want to do some shows like just spotlighting cool games. People like the original Celeste game that was made on it. Oh, okay. And then that got developed out into the you know that cool you know the 2018 version that everyone actually knows. And then the original was put inside of it as a bonus feature so like oh it it just it's a very cute console and a lot of the games seem to have a lot of fun and joy in them and i just want to share that with people is is that the system that uh cave story originated on by chance because i know cave story is like another one of those games that has been ported to like all the retro systems i think cave story was originally made for pc and it's just designed to look like an older computer game but it does have that feeling of like an msx or similar old type of game okay yeah um that's a good example for the genre, though. It's like very retro too. On my on my 3ds, there's like a core to just run Cave Story. Like that's nice. all it does is run Cave Story. It's just interesting. That, okay, but yeah, the physical Cave Story hardware that you've put in there just 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 to play it, just to get curly brace some friends. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Am I am I forgetting anything? I feel like I I did this by myself last week, and I was so frazzled that I'm sure I forgot something, but. We've done plugs, so that means you've done All everything right. else. All right, then I think that about does it for this week's episode of the Steam Machine Podcast. Gentlemen, thank you for joining me. It was nice to it was nice to have you back. Uh, we hope you enjoyed this episode, and as always, take it easy. I almost said, "Don't forget to drink the milk." <laughs> oh. <laughs> you did. You just did. <laughs> And stop. How do you forget what podcast we're on? You're not on that show. That's a McElroy. Oh, I'm still recording too. Shit. Shit.